welcome to the Metapod Podcast, the Pokemon podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. This is episode 98. We are just a couple episodes away from 100 here on one of the most popular podcasts of the Pokemon trading card game. I, I'm, I'd like to say most, but honestly, you know, I don't really look at the numbers that much. I just have fun and talk to you all in the YouTube comments, on Twitter, in the Discord servers. Oh, anyways, really appreciate you being here for this podcast episode. And you may be, especially you audio-only listeners, being like, hmm, this is a little weird. Where's uh, where's Gyroshan? Well, I hate to say this, but Gyroshan was feeling a little bit ill. He has come down with a bug of some sort. He's, he's feeling a little sick and... The guy works real hard and, you know, we were going to record, but honestly, you know, he's just not feeling it. So I'm not going to make him do this. Well, we got a lot to talk about today when it comes to the Pokemon trading card game, because there was a lot of events that happened lately. Three different regionals to be exact. And there's a little bit more news coming along the ways. But before we get into Perth, the lay and also Secaucus regionals, we got to talk about a couple things, including reading off the five-star review as always. I want to say it's the 97th five-star review, but we didn't start reading the five-star reviews right away because, well, episode one, we didn't have any reviews because it was the... Anyways, this one is going to come from C-N-D-J-X-I-X-K-S. They left this wonderful, wonderful review on Apple iTunes. That's where we read these from most of the time. Sometimes we'll drop in the YouTube comments or someone will send us a nice DM on Twitter at MetapodTCG. But anyways, this one is short sweet simple and to the point because we got to get going talking about the different events the different deck lists the different changes of the standard meta in the pokemon training card game this lovely review its title is just three thumbs up emojis just three thumbs up in this five star review caption love it that's it and that, that is all that is send the tweet right there and that was a lovely lovely review let us know your thoughts as well and definitely rate us whatever you think whether that's spotify apple or youtube i guess you can leave a like if you enjoy this podcast but anyways let's get to the news let's get into the meat and potatoes the real reason why all of you are here now just a heads up astral radiance is releasing later this week it's the newest expansion of the pokemon trading card game at the time that this video releases this podcast episode releases you could probably find it at your local card shops if you are unaware card shops that do things like pre-release events things like that they are able to sell the products early um upon release uh usually the Big retail stores like uh, Target, Walmart, Meyer, they're supposed to release the card products this Friday. But the card shops, in order to gain an advantage, you know, so then people come to their store and things like that. If they hold a certain amount of pre-release events and maybe a couple other qualifications that I don't know about fully because, well, I've, I don't own a card shop. I just have bookshelves that you may see in the back they are allowed to start selling early and in my experience i've gotten product as early as monday of release week so when you listen to this podcast if you go out and you look for some astral radiance at your local card shops you'll probably be able to find some hopefully um pokemon products has been much easier to get as of lately so i assume that you'll be able to and Usually during that time, there's a little bit of waiting for when you get your product early from the card shops and you want to redeem the codes online, start opening the packs and start playing some Astral Radiance standard decks. But usually in the Pokemon trading card game online client, the current the current online client that we use right now in order to practice and play, usually you have to wait until Friday. Usually it's like Friday at noon. I believe, but it has been announced recently. This was a couple weeks ago, but we actually didn't really talk about it. This was posted on the Pokemon TCGO forums page. You can get a lot of news sometimes, you know, patch notes, 
as well and different things of that nature in the forum so sometimes we go over there but they announced a couple weeks ago that astral radiance will become available in the game earlier than usual with pokemon new releases and expansions so at 12 p.m et eastern time 12 p.m et 9 p.m on the specific coast or wherever you are in the world that converts to the pokemon trading card game online game client downtime begins to deploy the version 2.89.0 game update what that basically means they're putting astral radiance in the game that is essentially when that is that downtime is so then they can get the newest release going and up and so then approximately 3 p.m eastern time this is usually how it goes 3 p.m eastern time approximately the online game client downtime ends and you will be able to update your client online whether that's mobile or pc or whatever have you and in there you'll be able to open up your astral radiance booster packs open the cards you know all of that stuff all of the code cards that are available right now will be able to work and um i don't know though if you'll be able to use your currency in the game like with your coins to buy it in the shop it looks like actually that is going to be until friday so unfortunately if you are a free to play player like many people are who play the pokemon training card game online you're not going to be able to open up astral radiance booster packs with your in-game currency your coins and stuff until friday may 27th at uh 1 p.m eastern time 10 p.m or i'm sorry 1 p.m eastern time 10 a.m pacific time but this is i believe the first time at least since i can remember that astral radiance is coming earlier in the week so very excited about that super excited to be able to test things out early i actually don't have any codes i gave them away in the video where i opened up an astral radiance elite trainer box so i don't have any codes for astral radiance but that's okay i'll figure it out somehow and if you want to check out astral radiance maybe before you go out and buy stuff whether it's buying codes or physical products we actually have some videos opening product early the pokemon company was so great graciously sent us a etb and a booster box to open up and allowed us to open it up for the podcast so thank you so much to them and then we also the last episode the 97th episode of the metapod podcast i'm wearing the same outfit as i had last week and anyways um we had a two hour long set list review podcast episode so if you really want the nitty-gritty of what astral radiances etc etc go check out our previous episodes and then also the youtube channel to be able to see what exactly is in astral radiance is it worth it what are the cards that you should be looking for buying as singles even but we gotta get on to the news 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 the results of the wonderful and glorious events that are happening right now the irl events that are happening and there were three of them as i mentioned this past weekend three events including perth lillet and secaucus regionals perth in um australia lillet i don't know how to pronounce it actually it's french it's in france um but i don't that's gonna be my guess and then secaucus my favorite country new jersey i'm i'm just kidding i know it's not a anyways there are events that were listed there were definitely a lot of players there were 85 players at perth australian events usually also smaller and there were two other two other events going on at the same time so of course it was going to be smaller Lillet had 367 players in standard and then sakagas had 497 which you may think that's a little bit low considering indianapolis had over a thousand players at that regional but i it was all over twitter the night before if you're in the pokemon uh tcg twitter you may be well aware that there was a lot of flights canceled there was a lot of people had to back out last second because they just couldn't get to secaucus flights were canceling they were stuck in different cities you know tried to go by bus train car whatever last second 
um, a lot of people didn't feel like it was worth it you know with the adjusted travel plan so there were a lot of people that missed out but there were still a great amount of people that played in that and it was still a very very competitive event and we're going to go over the different decks that did well what we saw in the in these three metas in the same weekend and kind of some of the cool things about them and the first one that we're going to talk about is perth we're going to talk about the perth regionals matthew burris won it with arceus intellion and it wasn't the only Arceus deck in top eight or even top 10. There were actually eight different Arceus variants within the top 10 of the Perth regional results. And on top of that, even I think six of the top 10, if I just counted very fast correctly, six of the top 10. Um, so there was there was eight Arceus variants Two of them were Arceus and Teleon, and six of them were Arceus Beedrill. So Arceus Beedrill having a very significant impact on this event specifically. And fourth place overall, Mervin Ch Mervin Chang. Mervin Chang. Hopefully I said that correctly. I apologize if I didn't. Played Mew VMAX, uh, the only Mew in top eight. There were only two Mews in top 16. The other one, Gerard 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 paxton getting 16th overall and then seventh place overall aaron vanderkolk playing malamar in Teleon. so we'll talk about a couple of these different decks right here but also the one thing that i want to note i don't know where the list is i haven't seen it but stone Drinner remax got 15th so that is really really cool when four to one we know that fighting types are uh kind of at a slight advantage you know being ones that hit weakness on Arceus and you know what Stone Journey doesn't get hit by weakness of Mew VMAX so maybe something is in the works maybe some people will work on it I don't know I hope Stone Journey gets broken because I love Stone Journey it's one of my favorite Galar Pokemon but we're going to take a look at Matthew Burris's winning list now Matthew did say that they beat three Arceus B decks in the top eight matches that they played both top eight top four and the finals match all were against Arceus B opponents so you could say at this point that if you're afraid of Arceus B's and that's the number one deck that you're afraid of right now this list probably has a good matchup at this point to it although there's a little bit more skill that goes on and then a little bit of variant anyways this is a pretty standard list for the most part, especially when you talk about the uh, things that people were talking about teching as well. So my screen is covering it if you're watching the video version, but over here, right next to my camera, there is a Dunsparce and a Manaphy in this list. Those are two popular tech cards in the meta right now and for any Arceus deck really. And so if you're afraid of Urshifu, Zapdos, or any other sniping deck that may be going on, those are two cards that you definitely include in your list but other things that came around on this list in terms of this rcs list a couple things that i want to talk about one path to the peak there was only one path to the peak card in this list still being viable and for anyone who doesn't know path to the peak if you play that card there's basically two reasons that you want to play that card number one you want to beat mu vmax mu vmax is essential that it wants to draw it wants to draw a ton of cards and it can do that because of genesect you've heard this story we've talked about this many times on this podcast path to the peak shuts down mu v max if the stadium sticks and so with that there's also another stadium that kind of counters mu but also kind of counters um different decks like other Arceus decks as well because well a lot of decks right now are playing the Sobble engine the Inteleon shading dealings engine and so I mean board states are packed benches are packed and so collapse stadium if you do not know is a stadium that puts both sides to four uh bench slots instead of five collapse stadium is a great counter card to pokemon that are trying to use sobbles or maybe have different texts as well like a manaphy or dunsparce or something that you can capitalize on maybe not specifically those cards because 
well, if your opponent plays down Manaphy or Dunsparce against you in and you're facing this deck, Matthew Burse's deck, I mean, you're kind of misplaying. So, but anyways, with Path to the Peak alongside shutting off Starbirth, the V-Star power of Arceus V-Star, very, very powerful. One of the couple reasons that Arceus V-Star is very, very good right now. This deck also plays a couple different cards, two cards to be exact, that we haven't really seen in the Arceus decks. And if, in my opinion, we were going to face, uh, or we were going to talk about the inclusions of these cards, a lot of people would say, play four of in the list. And that is Matthew Burris played two of Cross Switcher in this list. Now, Cross Switcher, if you do not know, is an item card that has an effect to where if you play two at the same time, your opponent switches their Pokemon, you know, you bring something into the active, sort of like a boss's orders, but then you also switch Pokemon as well. You choose what you bring into the active. It's basically like an escape rope, except you can choose what your opponent brings up and so this is a very very interesting card uh choice in my opinion now with rcs you can choose to play kind of a lot of different variants you can choose to play a lot of different styles you know we've seen the b drills we've seen malamar v max we've seen so many different variations of rcs v star and so deciding maybe instead of playing a lot of those different uh, archetypes that maybe aren't as good as just the bread and butter regular Arceus V-Star Inteleon Shady Dealings deck. Just going with the old stuff and then instead of those extra things, just sliding in, you know, the Collapse Stadium, the Cross Switchers, the Echoing Horn as well. Echoing Horn works really, really well with the Cross Switchers in this deck because well, if you can hit something in KO, maybe it's like Mew VMAX or something like that. Let's just use that for an example. You know, you gust up a Mew VMAX or something. Or I'm sorry, they, you take a KO on a Mew V, you know, 180 HP can be KO'd very easily with just a double turbo energy on your Arceus. No need for the choice belt or quick shooting pings or anything like that. But anyways, you knock out a Mew V earlier in the game, it goes to the bench. And maybe you knock out, you know, a Genesect V another time, you know, you're using that boss's orders or maybe you knocked out an Oricorio and a Meloetta or something of the sort. You can actually use Echoing Horn to bring back the Mew V and then cross switcher it basically for game and to be able to have that flexibility and to not only use that in just that matchup specifically, but other matchups as well can be so useful, especially because also you're playing Melanies in this list. My big head is covering up the Melanies, but there's two copies of that in this list. And I feel like, especially if you watch the Sakakis stream, there was a lot of times where people were using shady dealings in Teleon's attack. I can't remember exactly what it is, but essentially it is a water and colorless energy costs 160 damage to the active but it does 20 to the bench so especially with cross switcher you can use it to use a finishing move and only use one prize pokemon yourself it's just very very flexible there's a lot of different ways that you can do it so very very cool that they won this i mean has a good matchup against rcsbs even though you're playing special energy so that was also very very cool in my personal opinion to see that and it's very hard to find the other lists of different things. Henry Brand, sixth place, former world champion, also played the exact set of 60 cards as Matthew Burris. Uh, they played the deck together. So very, very good deck, as you can see. But again, I mean, you got to be really, really good because, well, Henry Brand is a world champion player and Matthew Burris is also a regional champion at the least. So very very good and mostly the other lists we don't actually really know about too much the malamar and teleon is a pretty standard one that we've talked about in the past um i don't believe there was the mu v max anywhere so i can't really show you that but i think pretty much the stuff here except maybe that stone journer is pretty standard to what we've seen in the past but 
now we are going to move on we are going to talk about now the lily regionals so or lily regionals lily regionals over in france 367 players stefan ivanov a back-to-back uh, -back reigning naic north american international champion winning other events as well like lily they've been doing great this season in my personal opinion very very cool to see them win this one very very top player and a bunch of other cool things as well inside this top eight but of course we got to talk about the winning list of the event we got to talk about stefan ivanov's uh event and if you want to talk about more details and the matchups and stuff about this deck you can go check out his twitter at lubby just if you just type stefan ivanov you're gonna find it. he's a very very influential person and he actually made this article a free article on channel fireball that you can actually read about this if you want to learn more about this deck and you want to learn the intricacies and play this because i really really like this deck now you may be looking at this and you may be thinking jake this is a pretty standard you know like shady dealings and teleon mole trace counter type deck and you're right, except there's a couple other things in here. I talked about earlier how there was a lot of shady dealings being given out. And a lot of the shady dealings and Teleon's attacks as well coming into play at this event. And this deck plays a one-of water energy, so it is exactly as that. People are using that as well, realizing that the 160 is actually pretty good math for a lot of things, especially setting up those knockouts for future attackers. This list does play one two prize Pokemon. The rest are comprised of one prizers. That two prizer is Zapdos V, Galarian Zapdos V, which as we know, very, very good against Arceus decks. Also pretty, I don't want to say autos you, but also is very, very good against Arceus variants that are in other combinations with other Vs. We'll talk about uh, one of them later in this podcast, Charizard VMAX. There was actually a really, really good Charizard VMAX at one of the regionals, so I'll show you that list later in the podcast episode, but just really really good at maximizing as well on that and then you have your dark dudes typical stuff but the couple cards that i really really like in this list one the rowlet the rowlet very very good in here this list plays two bird keepers and so bird keeper if you do not know with the darkness ablaze rowlet rowlet has an ability that if you use bird keeper in your turn the attack cost is free and so the attack of rally instead of costing three colorless energies costs zero and you can do a free literal free 60 damage to an opponent's benched pokemon so very very cool very very situational as well and again very very good at doing setup damage as well for something like maybe your galarian moltres or your galarian zapdos hoopa whatever it may be but there are also some setup cards in terms of damage including leon sometimes in this format you don't really get marnie you know you're not playing against mu v max or something like that that plays a, a decent count of marnie and so your hand size is pretty big you don't really have to do anything uh in terms of moving your hand grabbing different things to progress your hand in your board state so instead of grabbing oh you know maybe the professor's research in here or maybe the rion you grab a leon instead for your supporter per turn and leon gives you 30 extra damage on your opponent's active pokemon so very very cool in my opinion this leon inclusion in this list that allows you to have so much more flexibility that may allow you if your choice belt is priced to be able to get that extra 30 damage you can even use it in combination to get 60 extra damage in that turn your inteleon now does 190 base damage with the, if you do not know that ko's mew that ko's genesect very very cool and especially with the choice belt as well that 190 turns into um gosh quick math 220 which knocks out 
an Arceus V. So very, very flexible, very, very cool, in my opinion, to include that Leon to get that extra damage in there. And then also you have that Galarian Zigzagoon as well to help uh, get those numbers perfect in terms of the amount of damage. And then you also have inclusions like Energy Retrieval, allowing you to get two basic energies from the discard. It's basically like if you lost energies early, some dark energies early, and you wanna utilize your Clara for both Pokemon and energies, but you don't have any Pokemon in your discard, well, you can use energy retrieval and you can use that in combination with Sonya as well for your supporter per, for the turn. For Sonya to be able to grab the Galarian Moltres and then also energy retrieval to grab your darkness energies from the discard, it also allows you to grab the different other one of energies that you may have utilized. So the one of energies in this list are the fighting energy and the water energy. And so again, we already talked about how the uh, water energy could be so useful. And then also with Zapdos, I mean, that's the no brainer in terms of the fighting energy Zapdos V only needing one fighting energy to knock out a lot of Arceus decks. So very, very cool. Very, very good. Very, very interesting list that I absolutely love. I'm actually going to probably play with this in IRL. I mean, I have pretty much all the cards built except for one. I think I just don't have a bench barrier mana fee for some odd reason. But anyways, very, very cool list. Congrats to Stefan Ivanov. But we got to move on. We got to talk about some more lists. We're going to talk about the second place list and this is the one that a lot of people have been talking about so i apologize to andrew mahone um you know i uh i had to pull this from his youtube video because uh it is uh it's not easy to find the list the list of the person who actually got second over at the little Kai Vong Wen uh, played Arceus Gyarados for second place. And this is going to kind of have a trend that I saw a lot of at Secaucus. And I'm apologizing, not because I took the screenshot from his video, but because the screenshot is absolutely a goofy face from him. I, I mean, I love Andrew. He's a great guy. Uh, he's a great content creator. But I, I just think it's really funny if you're watching this on the YouTube or the Spotify version of the podcast. But anyways... This is an Arceus deck, you know, Arceus, Gyarados, VMAX. Now, this might not be the exact same list that was played at Lille, but we can assume that it's probably pretty close to what that was. But the biggest thing about this, the big thing that I want to talk about is the Jolteon in this and the inclusion of Memory Capsule as well. So Jolteon if you do not know, it's a little baby Pokemon, evolves from Eevee. When it has a memory capsule attached to it, it has the ability to shut off water type Pokemon abilities. And so with that, it's a very, very cool uh, Pokemon because memory capsule is something that you're playing in this list. Now, both players don't have abilities when it comes to the water pokemon when a memory capsule is attached to jolteon so you probably don't want to play this if you're also playing an inteleon engine but shutting off shady dealings is a big deal and it worked really really well at lalay regionals and jolteon i mean nobody's playing tool scrapper in this format if you're playing shady dealings inteleon you might want to start playing tool scrapper in this format because there was another reason why uh they chose to play this combo and it was gyarados vmax now you may not even know what gyarados vmax does if you're watching this the video version i've got gyarados vmax pulled up because off the top of my head i actually don't know what it does i gotta refresh myself and look gyarados vmax from evolving skies 330 hp water type pokemon i want to say it was a dragon type pokemon but that's not true it's a water type pokemon but 330 hp very high i mean it's it's kind of pretty high you know it's not 320 so gets you a little bit more out of range of pokemon's attacks in the game as of right now but anyways gyarados vmax for water water colorless it does hyper beam 120 discard an energy from your opponent's active pokemon that is very good right now 
in the Pokemon trading card game, especially when you talk about Urshifu decks and things like that. Think about it. You can hit an Urshifu for 120, right? Not knock it out, not activating something like Raihan or whatever, because a lot of them are not playing Melanies anymore. And you can basically guarantee that they're not going to be able to rapid flow next turn. You can do this with a lot of different decks as well. You know, you can knock off Fusion Strike energies off of Mew VMAX or different decks that you know rc's decks you can knock off a double turbo and things like that and then next turn you can finish them off by water 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 colorless four energies in total max tyrant doing just 240 damage just a straight up vanilla 240 damage so very very cool as well and i saw a lot of people also playing it with gyarados v so a big reason why memory capsule is included in this list as well and is utilized a lot more than just the jolteon is because gyarados v has a water water colorless attack called get angry 20 times for each damage counter on this pokemon so with memory capsule again you can use the attacks of the previous evolution or I'm sorry, the previous cards before you evolve. So if you have a Gyarados VMAX in play, having a memory capsule means that you can use any of the attacks on the Gyarados V that you used before to evolve into Gyarados VMAX. And so on a Pokemon again that has 330 HP, 20 times is a lot. And Pokemon are very hard hitting in this format. You know, we are in a kind of two-shot meta, I feel like, at this point for a lot of decks, especially with Arceus decks as well. Um, and so if somebody's two-shotting you, they're probably doing about 160 to 200 damage. And so 20 times that, 160 means 320 damage that you can reply with for a water water colorless energy which by the way you're playing a melanie in this list and you have rcs turboing all of these energies onto gyarados so very very easy to fill that cost of the attack um or 200 if you have 200 damage on you then you can do 400 damage total so again very very good in my opinion very very cool as well a deck that we haven't really seen a lot of i bet mellow magikarp really likes this list kevin clemente because well he's a big magikarp fan and he likes gyarados so very very cool to see this list excel again super shout out to kai vong wen hopefully i pronounced that correctly for getting second place overall with that list but that's not all we got to keep going in terms of the other list that were there and stefan ken another content creator in the pokemon trading card game actually got top eight as well at lily region or lily regionals with arceus duraludon a deck that we probably haven't thought about a lot in this uh, well i guess last couple weeks and so looking at this list real quick a lot of this is kind of what you know we thought of originally with Arceus Duraludon. I believe it was Riley Munner that had this idea and did it at the uh, Brilliant Stars event at Full Grip Games. But Arceus and Duraludon, you're playing a 4 2 Arceus line. Interesting that it's 4 2. I would have thought it was 3 2, but again, we'll talk about that here in a second. And then a 2-3 line of Duraludon VMAX. Single strike Duraludon VMAX. So very, very interesting again. A 2-3 and then also a 4-2 Arceus line. But I believe we talked about this when Riley did it. And it makes perfect sense. You actually in this deck want your starter to almost 100% of the time. Or as close as you can. At least reasonably. You want your starter as many times as possible to be Arceus V because if you look at the rest of this, you know, your switch cards are escape rope and switch. And especially your first turn of the game, you really want to get an Arceus out and you really want to attach an energy to it. Now, whether that is, you know, getting the Trinity Nova off because you're going second, which is a very, very awesome thing that Arceus definitely wants to do or you're just using the first attachment 
again you really really want your rcsv to be the one attacking first because moving this duraludon is very very tough so that's why you play more rcsv than duraludon so statistically speaking more often than not you're going to be starting your rcsv there are a couple things in this list that are very very cool we talked about this a couple weeks ago with rcs gengar vmax the use of hyper potions hyper potion healing 120 damage an item card doing that healing on your pokemon and you take off two energies as a cost of that of doing that healing works great with double turbo energies that's why it was so cool in the rcs gengar list that we saw several weeks ago and so taking that idea and putting that in duraludon duraludon a pokemon with i believe 330 hp as well but doesn't have a weakness it's a dragon type pokemon and the new dragon type pokemon in the pokemon training card game don't have a weakness because well fairy just doesn't exist anymore uh, in the pokemon trading card game so very very cool of that idea you can almost guarantee especially with the big charm that stefan ken played you can almost guarantee that your duraludon is not getting one shot and so using that to your advantage and really just hacking away at your opponent's pokemon very very cool also rapid strike or i'm sorry single strike mustard that one of in there to uh bypass the v if you're afraid of your duraludon v getting sniped by a meloetta mu v max rcs v even you can use single strike mustard to just put the duraludon v max onto your bench and then you can accelerate onto it so very very cool in my personal opinion also playing for tower of darkness going with the tower of darkness as your stadium because well you don't want to turn off your star birth um for the most part although it's really cool to turn off your opponent's star birth but Duraludon V and Duraludon VMAX both have abilities in this list that are actually pretty useful. So Duraludon V having the ability to prevent 30 damage on it in the active. So especially when I was talking about your opponent bringing up and sniping your Duraludon V, if you have a path to the peak in play, you know, it's much easier to KO that Duraludon, but without the path, it's a little bit harder. It effectively has 250 hp as a v pokemon and then duraludon v max if your opponent's pokemon has any special energy attached to it it cannot hit for damage i believe i think it could do effects like poison confusion all that stuff but that's not relevant even if that is the case in the pokemon trading card game right now so being able to do that when uh special energy is running rampant in arceus decks you know double turbo is played pretty much everywhere you have also mu v max as well we're just going to keep talking about that card it's a very very good card not only are they playing the four fusion strike energies because why wouldn't they meloetta is so good but also you know they play double turbos too so with just that alone and not even thinking about the urshifu rapid strike urshifu decks that play the uh fighting one the uh the double rapid strike energy where it, this the you know which one i'm talking about that one there are so many special energies running around in the format so it, it's a really really cool deck that did well now i don't know if it's going to stay well this seems to me like one of the surprise decks you know the deck that you take because you don't think anybody's going to expect it and it does really well and then after that it's pretty much donezo because now people are afraid of it at that kind of point so great meta call by stefan ken to play this excellent job getting this excellent top eight finish and hopefully more events go well for them in the near future and looking at kind of the rest of this top eight in the lille regionals you know not only just top eight top eight having a uh, ice rider calyrex i know that's kind of made a little bit of noise a little bit of comeback some content creators playing that i saw the last 24 or so hours testing out this deck trying to see if it works and a lot of birds a lot of galarian moltres especially in your top five in the top five um wait five yeah one two three 
five four of the top five included galarian moltres now i don't exactly know if the arceus moltres is like the small moltres or the big moltres but it could be a mix of both but it's good uh moltres is good right now because mew is so popular mew is so good there's a little whimsicott as well tim bartels shout outs to you for getting whimsicott in the top 16 and there were a couple other decks as well amber watson playing the malamar vmax we've talked a little bit about that in the past on the pod rapid strike urshifu getting 12th so not totally out of the count yet but definitely not in its high streak that it was prior but very very cool lots of great lists in this event and then the biggest event of the weekend Secaucus regionals now this was really interesting because um we don't actually have the winning list luke smith has not posted the winning list and it hasn't been shown anywhere although we could probably rewatch the vod and build the deck I'll just tell you what it was right now. Luke Smith got first place with Arceus, Crobat, VMAX, like kind of counter box deck, according to uh, Pokey stats. It had Babarel in it as well. Babarel, an incredible draw engine in the Pokemon trading card game and is only going to get stronger and stronger in my opinion. But this top right, this top eight right here, either you played Arceus or you played Mew VMAX five oops five of them being Arceus decks Arceus variants one Beedrill one Crobat VMAX and then the rest of them Arceus Inteleon and then Mew VMAX just kind of being Mew VMAX you know this is the same deck that it's always been now Parker Lish did play an Arceus Crobat list as you can see here but it it's not the same because it doesn't have Babarl in it. It has a little bit of different things in here. It chose to play Luminion V, Hoopa V as well, and then the couple different tech choices of Pumpkaboo, Dunsparce, Orangaroo as well. Sword and Shield base set Orangaroo with the Primate Wisdom ability allows you to switch one card in your hand with the top card of your deck. Kind of making a comeback, but... Something that I've seen now, something that I saw in Sakakas, there are a couple things that I want to point out in this list that you're actually going to see in a couple different lists that will show off here in the rest of this podcast. Big Parasol has made its way into decks. Yes, the birds and the bees, especially the bees, people are starting to be afraid of the bees. And if you do not know, Beedrill's attack that we've talked about is an effect on the active Pokemon. It's not necessarily damage being dealt on the active Pokemon. And so Big Parasol, if you do not know, if you do not remember it from when Decidueye was around in a meta deck that people were playing, Big Parasol is a tool card that prevents the effects of a Pokemon's attacks on your active and also your bench. But it has to be in the active for this to work and so especially you know with special energies running around and Beedrill knocking out those pokemon with special energies big parasol is really really good to protect your pokemon that have those special energies so for instance if you have an rcs v star with a double turbo energy which you probably do big parasol is a really really good card to get to put on your rcsv because like i said earlier nobody's playing tool scrapper in this format so your big parasol is pretty much safe and so then you prevent a drill from coming in and just knocking you out right away they got to do a little bit more to muster up the automatic ko on your pokemon with special energy and so very very cool i mean aside from the ones that i mentioned the luminian the hoopa the oranguru pumpkaboo it's probably around what the uh winning list was with luke smith again you're you'd have to go in pokemon's vod and re-watch and look at all the cards and carefully take notes of all the cards that he had but anyways the other card that i want to talk about that has made its way into different lists that we saw at sakakas especially was fan of waves especially in Arceus decks a lot of Arceus decks 
played fan of waves and it proved to be really really good because especially if you found that fan of waves early especially against opposing rcs v decks you can really put your opponent back a step because especially if you're playing against RCSV decks, they're probably playing double turbos. And you can use this for other ones as well. Mentioned Mew VMAX playing the Fusion Strike energies. You can take away one of those energies to kind of minimize Meloetta's effectiveness, but also maybe force your opponent to find another energy for their Mew VMAX or something of the sort. And then maybe any others that you may find, including the... Uh, the rapid strike urshifu list that we saw and so very very cool to see some people played one fan of waves some people played three fan of waves as you're seeing in the ninth place list from this player and uh very very cool in my personal opinion good job to parker lish for piloting this and then i mean they played crushing hammers as well which i mean i won't talk too much about the crushing hammers because it's crushing hammers but anyways Peter Joltig got second place with the B drill deck, as I mentioned earlier. RCSBs, even though it didn't win, it's still a pretty good deck. And it was kind of unfortunate because it wasn't really a good finals match to watch. I tweeted, some of you may have seen my tweet about this, but it was probably the worst Pokemon regional championship match I've ever watched. Now, nothing against Peter fantastic player very very good player for a very very long time but he just did not draw anything when it came to the uh the game that they were playing he barely got to play pokemon and so i mean luke smith just really ran all over him in the game and there was really not much that peter could do but anyways looking at this list very very cool list including three different types of energies in this list big reason why there's multiple training courts in this list and no path to the peak the three different energy types four dark energies um i believe they're dark yeah dark energies you have two of fighting or i'm sorry two grass type energies I'm starting to mix my colors up two grass type energies and one fighting type energy and with that it's curious you may be able to assume if you're just listening to the podcast what exactly that may be and let me tell you right now there's no glaring Moltres in this list this list dark pokemon the reason that there's dark energies is hoopa v because hoopa hitting both dark and psychic type weakness so being able to knock out any of the Mu V Maxes out there, being able to knock out any of the Rapid Strike Urshifus out there, and then Galarian Zapdos V as well in this list, as we've talked about already. You know why it's good if you've been listening to the podcast. Playing a couple different Bs, playing some Marnies, Research Boss, Sharon's Care. Typical stuff when you talk about the Beedrill list that we've talked about in the past, especially as a Bradner's list. So very, very cool to include the Hoopa V. I think it's a very, very good choice. Very, very interesting choice as well. And not too much in my personal opinion outside of this list. Um, it's playing the 4-3-1 Sobble Shady Dealings line. So utilizing the shady dealings as well no water energy in this list uh water energy could have been interesting but i think peter uh, found way more value in the three of hoopa zapdos and rcs v-star providing enough coverage oh and then Drill as well so uh, those different types of attackers providing enough coverage that you didn't really need the setup damage of inteleon you know another energy type going four different energy types before you even count the double turbos which i guess is technically five different energy types in this list played a couple scoop up nets played big charm air balloon being able to find anything that you need and being able to find whatever you got going on in this deck i believe plays one energy search i believe that's what this old e-reader card is right here do not know that for sure but i'm pretty sure that's a uh energy search are very very good especially for finding your grass or fighting type energies or even a dark type energy 
to be able to utilize but we gotta talk a little bit more and let's talk about mu v max so mu v max vincent gillette get getting fourth in this list and so looking at this list pretty standard for the most part in terms of your mu v max list you know playing the mellow playing a couple muse uh in terms of the v max playing four four of genesect and mu playing a lot of sparkles playing a lot of boss but playing less boss to be able to pokemon catcher so we've seen pokemon catcher appear and disappear in these lists this is no exception going in right there playing one fog crystal which i find to be really really cool because well you're playing the basic energy types you're playing the basic energies but that's not all you're doing to prevent b drills or i guess duraludon i mean they probably didn't prepare for duraludon but could have worked against stefan kent big parasol also made its way in mulish just like it did with arceus and so this helping out vincent a lot in terms of how they were able to combat the uh the b drills and whatnot but the one thing that i don't like as much about big parasol in mu decks as i do in arceus decks arceus the way that you find the big parasol is you use your shady dealings in teleon mu vmax doesn't really have anything like that in this list now it does have the four of cramomatic i will give it that and it has the draw potential to go a million miles in a single turn drawing so many different cards in your deck but i mean with shady dealings and teleon it's much much easier to be able to find that big parasol no matter what you say about the draw power or the cramomatics because well, Cramomatic only works statistically 50% of the time. And so even if you flip all four Cramomatics in one single turn, there's still statistically a chance, if Big Parasol's in your deck, of course, there's still statistically a chance that you flip Tails on all four of those. Whereas Drizzile guarantees, or Inteleon guarantees that if your big parasols in your deck, you're 100% going to be able to pull out that card and find it to protect your Pokemon. So, very, very cool that I included it, although I don't know if I like it as much as I do the Inteleon decks. Also, plays an old cemetery, old cemetery kind of appearing back in Mew VMAX decks. If you attach a non-psychic energy to your Pokemon, put two damage counters on it. And that goes for, I believe, both you and your opponents. So very, very interesting. But I think the one that most people want to talk about in terms of the decks is another one that people didn't really expect. There was a little bit of noise, I will say, in terms of the... Uh, uh, different decks, especially ones that you compare Arceus with. But James Arnold or Wames Games over at Card Trooper Games piloted Charizard VMAX to a beautiful 17th finish at Secaucus Regionals. Now, we've seen in the past, you know, Charizard V Star be included in Charizard VMAX list, but Wayne's Games really feeling like Charizard V Star was not worth it and you know what i don't really blame him looking at the list and watching his stream game especially because most of the time you're going to be using starbirth for your v-star power because starbirth is so good and starbirth is so powerful it's almost as good as adp's gx power if you know what i'm talking about and referring to i i don't know if it's that powerful but it's pretty doggone powerful it it definitely compares to that um Although I don't know if it's as annoying as ADPs. But anyways, moving on. Charizard V-Star playing a 3-2 line of that and a 4-3 line of Arceus V-Star. Because again, you are always going to want to start out with Arceus V-Star and then use that to power up Charizard V and V-Star as your follow-up Pokemon. So playing two Crobats, one Luminion in this list also a little baby zigzagoon to uh maybe get that one more damage ping that you needed whether that's for rca's v stars attack or for charizard v stars attack the galarian zigzagoon can 
come in handy although no way to scoop it up if it becomes your active pokemon or if you use it and want to use it again but very very cool list in here as well playing four magma basins two choice belts an echoing horn as well echoing horn we've talked about how good it is in combination with the four bosses orders in this list especially with lumineon v being able to find a supporter at any point as long as there's not like a, a path to the peak in play playing double turbos playing fire energy very very cool list especially for those of you that do have charizard v max and i actually do have charizard v max so i don't know maybe if, if i get my hands on some arceus maybe i play this deck i i don't know that would be kind of cool i do have to get my arceus though in order to play this uh deck which let me tell you the way that arceus is good right now and the way that uh it's kind of expensive still actually how much is arceus v star right now at the time that i would have considered buying it it is it was a uh, pretty expensive it was like 22 plus dollars a pop yeah almost $30 now a pop you might as well get the rainbow rares so then you can at least save the rainbow rares for later in life when you sell the cards it, it might be worth a little bit more but anyways that is the deck list that I'll showcase for this but talking about the rest of the top 16 Justin Kim going 10-3-1 with Inteleon rapid strike v max very very cool inclusion in the uh top 16s that we actually haven't seen yet at all i know some people were playing around with it especially in some american groups there was there was a group playing around with it and then grant manley as well i don't have his list prepared we're actually going to talk about it because it's kind of an interesting list playing arceus v star malamar v max with a little bit of a barrel but like we talked about earlier, the inclusion of Jolteon, the little baby Jolteon, and the memory capsules. So, very, very interesting. I don't know if Grant Manley played the memory capsule on the Malamar Vs as well, or if he just used it on the Jolteons. That'd be a very, very cool and interesting question to ask. Um, he says the deck is really broken, and Sean, I know how he has... Arceus V Star and Malamar V Max Bill. He's playing it in a uh, webcam tournament, the Shuffle Squad webcam tournament the other week. So if he wants to keep playing it, I think it would be cool to play the Jolteon version of this list alongside it. Very, very cool. Plays several paths of the peaks as some Arceus decks do, obviously, in Malamar, shutting off the uh, rule box abilities and then putting a card at the bottom of your opponent's deck very very cool especially after you shut off shady dealings as well with jolteon so very very cool thank you grant for playing this getting 10th overall at the regional but there was a lot of other stuff as well again go to pokestats if you do not know their website pokestats is great in terms of getting results they have been especially immediate results as well they've been doing an excellent excellent job with the different um events that have been going on so big shout outs to them and the people who run it but also big shout out to you for listening to the end of the podcast listening to me rant talk about different decks hopefully you got a lot hopefully you learned a lot and hopefully you got some decks that you want to build i will say if you've made it this far i'll give you a little bit of sneak peek as to what's coming over on the metapod podcast i jake from the Metapod Podcast will more than likely, I mean, I guess some things could happen, but more than likely, I will be at Full Group Games on Sunday. Sunday, they are doing their Astral Radiance weekend event. And although I can't be there Saturday because I'm actually in a work trip in Northern Ohio uh, starting Wednesday, and then I leave on Saturday, but leaving on Saturday and having family that also stays in Ohio I'm actually going to be more than likely hopefully I will most likely be at the uh GLC event playing GLC for um the full grip event the gym leader challenge format if you do not know so if you're in Akron Ohio or are you planning on going to full grip for that event look for me i mean i'll i'll say on twitter if i can go or not and then also uh i'll post on the metapod twitter as well as well as my personal so 
look for me i mean i i look like this if you're uh watching the video version if you're not watching the video version uh i'm a pretty average <laughs> white guy i guess i mean i'm like five eight uh i've got a little bit of facial hair i'm usually wearing a hat um and i mean yeah i've, I've got glasses so uh, the look for that i'm sure that doesn't narrow it down at all but anyways i will also be at the north american international championships i signed up for that i got an entry for the north american international championships now i just gotta remember how to play pokemon <laughs> the card game but i'll figure it out and so if you also plan on going to the north american international championships i believe next month in columbus ohio make sure to please say hi sean and i are gonna try to get something going in terms of something that i can give out to people um like uh like a metapod sticker or something like that i don't actually know maybe i'll be giving out rallet cards i don't know maybe i'll try to find as many metapod cards as i can and and sign them and give them to you all anyways thank you so much for listening to the metapod podcast pokemon podcast revolves around the evolving meta i'm jake sean is not here but he'll be back soon probably hopefully hopefully he feels better soon and stay tuned on youtube because we're gonna have another extra video coming soon i don't know exactly when because the package might arrive tonight might arrive tomorrow but anyways have a great rest of the day and hope to hear from you again soon and hope to see you listening to how the meta has evolved around the evolving meta bye